Welcome to A Tale Told by the Fire, a podcast devoted to folklore, fairy tales, and legends gathered from around the world. So I've been thinking a lot about and reading a lot of comics this last weekend, comic books, superhero stories, watching comic book movies, things like that. I don't know that this is really relevant to the story that we're telling today, but it's something that I was thinking about because I've been watching those things. And that is that I think that in a very real way, these comic book heroes and stories and movies like in the Avengers or Batman or Superman or things like that are really a modern form of folktale and mythology. I think they're stories that everyone knows, that people share, that people as kids, you know, pretend to be and act out and live as these characters. And people all see the movies, they talk about them, they have these larger-than-life characters that are archetypal and represent different aspects of humanity, things that we aspire to or things that we want to avoid in terms of the villains. And so, I don't know, what do you think? I think that it's a fairly good analogy that in the modern world, those sorts of characters fill in in some ways for the folk tales and mythology that we've had in the past. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. If you do want to get in contact with me, there's an email address. My name's Sean Jex, and the email is a tale told by the fire at gmail.com. Tell me what you think. Do you think it's a good analogy? So, moving on from that, this week's story is a story from the American South. And I think most people probably know it because of Disney. It was featured in the fairly controversial at this point movie, Song of the South. Uh, and then it became the focus of the Walt Disney World ride Splash Mountain. And that is the story of Br'er Rabbit. And Br'er Rabbit is a traditional trickster type character. Uh, the stories of Br'er Rabbit are very similar to stories that you might hear about people like Anansi. And so this week's story is called Born and Bred in the Briar Patch, and it's an adaption written by me, and I hope you enjoy it. Most likely, you know all about Br'er Rabbit. You've probably heard how he was always getting into some kind of mischief, playing little tricks on everyone he met. You might also have heard that no matter how much trouble he caused, Br'er Rabbit always seemed to get away with it. He was just too darn smart. It made everyone awful mad, but no one more than Br'er Fox. He got so angry that he decided to hatch a plan to get even with Br'er Rabbit. He thought, and he thought, and he thought, until finally he had an idea. I'll catch him in a trap! he said. The only problem was, he wasn't quite sure how to do that. He went for a little walk as he thought about the problem. He thought, and thought, and thought as he walked, but every idea seemed worse than the last. What am I going to do to catch that rascal? He said. He'd been walking for a long time, and he stopped to take a rest. He was standing around a group of trees, and he leaned up against one. Then he felt something funny on his fur. Oh, yuck! He cried. I touch tree sap. It's so sticky it'll take ages to get it out of my fur. For just a moment, his blood began to boil with frustration, but then he had another idea. I've got it, he said. I'll use the sap to make the figure of a man, and it'll trap Br'er Rabbit. You see, 
Br'er Fox knew that there were two things that Br'er Rabbit loved. The first was playing tricks. The second was talking. He could talk and talk. He did it just to hear the sound of his own voice. He thought everyone liked it just as much as him, so he talked to everyone he saw. Br'er Fox also knew that Br'er Rabbit had a terrible temper, especially when someone was ignoring him. So Br'er Fox worked all night sculpting a man out of tree sap. When he was finished, he dressed it up in clothing. Then he placed it in the road, where he was sure Br'er Rabbit would find it. The next morning, Br'er Rabbit woke and stepped out his front door, giving a smile and a wink to the morning sun. It's a beautiful day out today, Br'er Rabbit cried. I think I'll take a stroll. After he'd gone a little ways, he saw a figure standing by the side of the road. Howdy, he called. Isn't it lovely today? The figure didn't respond. I said, howdy, he said again. How are you? The figure still said nothing, and Br'er Rabbit began to get annoyed. Don't you hear me talking to you, he said. When the figure still refused to speak, Br'er Rabbit marched right up to him. I'm going to say hello again, he said. If you don't respond, I'll punch you right in the nose. Howdy do. Still, the little man made of sap said nothing. Br'er Rabbit was so upset that he reared back and punched the man right in the face. Only the man didn't fall over. Not at all. Instead, Br'er Rabbit's fist was stuck. You let me go, Br'er Rabbit cried. If you don't, I'll hit you again. Of course, the little man didn't let go, so Br'er Rabbit hit him with his other hand. Can you guess what happened? It got stuck too. Well, Br'er Rabbit was hopping mad. He hopped up and down and then used one of his powerful legs to deliver a kick to the man. Now his leg was stuck. A second later and his other leg was stuck. So Br'er Rabbit decided to headbutt the man. He yanked his head back and then sent it crashing into the little sap man. So Br'er Rabbit was really and truly stuck. Br'er Fox had been watching it all from a little hidden spot in the bushes. When he saw that Br'er Rabbit was stuck, he leapt out laughing. I caught you, he cried. Now you are going to pay for all those dirty tricks you've played on me. Br'er Rabbit looked at Br'er Fox. He saw his huge, gleaming fangs dripping with saliva. He saw the wild look in his eyes and felt the heat of his breath. He started trembling all over and began to plead. Oh, you sure got me good, he said. Now what are you going to do with me? I don't know yet, Br'er Fox snapped. Maybe I'll rip you limb from limb. Oh, yes, Br'er Rabbit said. You rip me up into little bitty pieces. Just promise you won't throw me in the briar patch. Or maybe I'll chop you up into little pieces and cook you up in a stew. You go right ahead and do that, Br'er Fox. You make a nice, tasty stew out of me. You can gobble me up and wash me down with water just so long as you promise not to throw me in that awful briar patch. Br'er Fox was tapping his foot, thinking of all the nasty things he might do to Br'er Rabbit. His mind was overflowing with ideas. There were so many, he didn't know which to pick. Maybe I'll tie your ears to a big old boulder and then toss you into the lake, he said. Yes, please, Br'er Rabbit said. You sink me down to the bottom where I won't come up no more. Let me sleep down with the catfish forever. I don't care what you do, so long as you don't toss me in that awful briar patch. Suddenly, Br'er Fox had an idea. It was a cruel, terrible, awful idea. It was so nasty, it made him shiver and laugh with delight. I know just what I'm going to do, he said. I'm going to take you up to the top of the hill, spin you around over my head, and throw you straight into the briar patch. No, please, Br'er Rabbit screamed. Anything but that. Please, Br'er Fox, don't throw me into that briar patch. 
Br'er Rabbit kept on crying, but Br'er Fox had made up his mind. He slung Br'er Rabbit over his shoulder and hauled him all the way up to the top of the hill. When he got to the top, he looked down at the big tangle of briars down below. Br'er Rabbit was still pleading, but it was no good. Br'er Fox grabbed his ears and swung him round and round over his head and then let go, sending Br'er Rabbit sailing out into the air and crashing down into the briar patch. For a moment, there was no sound. Br'er Fox was waiting to hear the horrible cries of pain. He listened, and he listened, and he listened. Then, he heard a sound. It sounded like laughter. Someone was laughing and singing. He looked down into the briar patch, and there stood Br'er Rabbit. He was dancing and laughing and singing to beat all. <laughs> Thank you, Br'er Fox, for helping me get back home, Br'er Rabbit said. Don't you know I was born and bred in the briar patch? And that is our story this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I've heard another great variation on it. Uh, the version that I've heard was told by storyteller Cheddar Galloway. If you look it up on YouTube, you can see a great performance of him uh, telling the story, and it's called The Turtle of Coca. Very similar to this story, and Cheddar's performance of it is absolutely amazing. So if you get the chance, look that up, give it a watch. It's definitely worth your time. Before we go, I wanted to read this to you from a book that I have also been reading over the last week or so called Pete Seeger's Storytelling Book, and it kind of encapsulates one of the reasons that I started this podcast and one of the things that I hope people will take from it. So here it is, and it's from the introduction to the book. He says, more and more, it seems we're becoming a nation of spectators. On Sundays, we watch professional athletes instead of playing ourselves. On weeknights, we watch professional jesters instead of tickling ourselves. And on weekdays, we tune the radio to professional music makers instead of singing ourselves. But perhaps it's wisest to view performers as intermediaries who show how enjoyable these things can be. The world can be full of people with enough carpentry skills to make a table, or enough sewing skills to piece a quilt, or vocal skills to sing in a choir, or gardening skills to grow some vegetables or flowers. Just because we have cars and buses shouldn't mean we forget how to walk. And just because we have books and television sets shouldn't mean we forget how to tell stories. They needn't be virtuoso stories, and you don't have to look far. Tell about your family, your friends. Tell about the nation's history or a people's history. Tell a moral tale or a silly one. Tell stories even if they're only the bare plot. My hope is that each of us at some point in our lives will say, hold on, I know that someone can do it better, but I want to try this myself. It looks like fun. And honestly, I hope that is what any of you listening take from this podcast is just to delve into these stories and share them. I always say, you know, if you enjoyed this story, this episode, share it. I don't mean share the episode, share the link to it. I mean, share the story with someone else. Go out and tell it to someone else because that's how you keep these stories alive. I'd love to stay in touch with any and all of you. You can follow me uh, on Instagram at A Tale Told by the Fire or on Twitter at Told by the Fire. And until next time, again, I hope you enjoyed this story and please keep telling stories of your own. <laughs>